Hi, Sage. Hi, Kaylee. I don't know why I wasn't looking at you. I'm like looking. Okay. I felt like that wasn't genuine when I wasn't looking at you. Well, I like how I just said hi, Kaylee. Okay. Well, hi, Sage. Hi, Kaylee. Oh, that's better. I like looking at your little pretty face. (laughs) My little cute little. There's a little cheeks. I just want to pinch them. (laughs) You're so cute. Oh, my God. Um, Hi. It's us, your favorite third cousins. Yep. We're here. We're back at it with another episode of So What? Who cares? Who cares? Um, and it's not going to be very sexual this week, guys. No, sorry. Or pukey. We needed a break from it. It was a lot to handle for a little bit. It's not going to be pukey, but it's going to be spooky. Oh, oh. I see what you did there. Um, so just sit back, relax. It's um, not October, but it's definitely been a spooky week for me and my family. So mm-hmm. this is perfect timing. And we just got back from camp. Yeah, we just went to camp for the week. Well, yeah. I went for the week. Sage, what came up for the last end of it? We had a great time playing Family Feud with the fam. We had a two and a half hour Uno game that lasted all night because Kaylee's cousin was um, hoarding wild cards and cheating the entire time. Yeah, Shout absolutely. Out to cheer. you, Andrew. Yeah, um, suck it. And just he just wanted to keep the game going all night. It was like Ugh. two a.m. We were like, all right, we're ready. And then we're, Donna we're started ready. yelling at us, and then I won, which was I was standing up because I knew I was gonna yep. win. I was, I was getting. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking win this shit. And I'm very competitive when it comes to games, guys. And I oh my God. love <laughs> If you're listening to this right now, please help me. Um, this is a game, and she is competitive, and I'm scared. And if you're hearing this, I'm getting held hostage. I'm just kidding, but you are fucking competitive. You I'm really so are bad. You scare me. I know. I you scare do. a lot you of people. Really I can, your eyes change. <laughs> I'm not no. kidding. I also find it very humorous when I get competitive and everyone like gets well, scared. Everybody that is friends with us knows that you get a little spooky when ooh spooky when uh, when you play games. So. Yeah, I do. All right, you ready? And for literally, my room is filled with games. So it's like I'm in a kid's bedroom. Um, <laughs> so oh my god, my mom keeps saying that she got rid of like half my books. All I have are puzzles like, in my room. I do have puzzles After too. The, I have the puzzles. COVID quarantine. Um, are you ready for a fucked up fact? Oh, I'm for sure ready for a fucked Who's up fact. Who's going first? I'll go first with the fucked up fact. All right. It's another myth buster, though. Okay. So, touching a toad or frog can give you warts. Yeah? It is false because warts are a human virus. Oh. Oh, so, so not a cannot, toad. All those years, you're like, oh, don't touch the toad, you'll get a friggin' wart. Okay, like... So, you just got a wart because you're a nasty hoe. Um, just kidding. I've had a warp. Can I give a PSA about toads right now? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. So my boyfriend's brother's dog, Wilbur, shout out to you, Wilbur. I love you so, so, so much. My little baby boy. So cute. Red lab. Love him. He loves to lick toads. And so last year he licked a toad and he started foaming at the mouth and like Ryan's mom and I were like, I go, I got to look up if toads can, if like dogs can lick toads. Like this is bad. So if you guys have dogs, make sure that your dog does not lick a toad because they can get toad poisoning. And Shut up. Two weeks ago, Wilbur licked another toad. Did it happen again? You just have to flush their mouth out with water. But that's a PSA because toads are out and about right now. Yeah. I've seen a ton with Archie. And you would never know that because none of us knew that. Wait, I did not know that. There was just like when it rains here, they always come out. Yeah. So guys, if you have dogs, just... I love toads. I've always loved toads. I used to have a frog pond and catch frogs and toads all day. Oh, we but... got the frog pond right over here. Oh, I just love the, them. The next door neighbors, the quirks, we used to always go. We, quirky was the... Quirky. Was, quirky was going to be... I thought he was going to be a frog pond expert or some shit. A marine. Oh, I life. was. Yeah, it's all... Have you ever been down to the frog pond? No. You've never been down to the frog pond. So oh, we we'll used go to go down there all the... It's like all overgrown now. Oh, fuck. But our neighbor built a man-made pond behind it, you know? Yeah, I like... Oh, man It's really pond. beautiful. And they, they do hockey out there in the winter and stuff. And they have like a little fire pit area. But we used to go to the frog pond. That was before that was there. And there was tons of frogs, tadpoles, and Quirky used to collect them all. Oh, yep. How did we get onto that? They all live out in Colorado now. Shout out to the Quirks. Quirky boys over there. Quirky girls and boys. Um, No, so don't... Yeah, if Archie gets near a toad. He looks like a yellow toad. You get him sleeping. Anyways, toads He's not are bad. snoring right now, thankfully. Um, do you want to hear my f- fucked up fact? Yeah, I do. All right. There might be a haunted Russian radio station. UVB 76 is a low-frequency radio station that has been broadcasting since 1982. 
No one knows where the broadcast is originating. What? It's mostly just a buzzing noise with an occasional Russian voice transmission. And it's very spooky. And I tried to look it up. There's a lot of Reddit stuff about it. I should have researched more about it, but it's... From the tales of it, nobody knows where it's coming from, so... Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Russia. It's very We shouldn't funky. even be talking about Russia in our podcast. Um, we, uh... What's Russia? Okay, anyways, pick your fucking poison time, boys. Oh, God, mine's painful. Oh, God. Um, Why do you always pick two? You should just pick one. I mean, just my sticky little... You're bi- always so greedy with them. My sticky little fingers. It's funny, I'm having a lot of holiday things come up. Would you rather bring a prostitute home for the holidays or <laughs> kick a wall with a toothpick lodged in your big toe bring a prostitute home yeah absolutely that sounds fucking painful right nobody knows this but i pay ryan to be my boyfriend so i already do that oh that's i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm kidding okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just looking at you like uh, i don't no, know I'm about like, that shit. I'm like i could see that I, Ryan's a good guy. I don't know how we could put up with you and your freaking crazy <laughs> if antics. If anything, it's the fucking reverse, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're both weird as hell, but I love you both. Oh, That's God. why I like you. Oh, my God. God bless him. We love him. Oh, shit. My iPad just shut off and died. Um, we're going to have to do something about that because I'm going to have to be looking okay, at Okay, quick intermission, guys. And uh, shout out to Hartman Pressure <laughs> Washing, where all your pressure washing needs come true. So we Go do ahead. have some... Sad news we have to share. Yeah. But it kind of sparked our episode this week. It did. And like in a good way, not in like a spooky, scary way. But um, my grandmother passed last Thursday um, after she had cancer for like almost two years. Um, So it was really like a tough couple weeks. Like I'm really glad that we could crank out some episodes before everything kind of like hit the fan. But um she was an amazing woman and so funny and like seriously like a matriarch of, of a community. Um, she truly was. She was my aunt, my dad's my dad's aunt, my great aunt, and I worked at her uh, store for a while, Suds and Soda. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where Sage and I got I close there. again when we got older. Yep, I worked there. I think like honestly, I want to say thirteen, but I I think I had to be there at twelve too because I was like always there. Yeah. Until I mean, I was, I was always 20. going in with my dad picking up hot dogs and a Pepsi. Oh my god! And like a muzzleloader, you know, you, you do your fishing thing. gear. Yep. So she was awesome. She's the best cook, literally oh, yeah. the best meatballs on the mm-hmm. Eastern Seaboard. Oh yeah. She was a spitfire. She was like truly amazing. She, she was hilarious. She was and raunchy. Raunchy, oh, raunchy. raunchy as hell. So she left behind a big hole in this community and mm-hmm. my family and everything and just but she left behind a huge legacy that's just crazy. But um while we we were going through everything at the end of her life, there was a lot of spooky things happening that were all like good and definitely like comforted us in some ways, but I kind of wanted to start off the episode just by saying that, like, I've never had more crazy experiences than I have in the past two weeks. Um, but basically, when my grandpa died in 2005, and we see him from time to time. We saved a story for the end that kind of is an ode to my grandfather. Um, but my brother's girlfriend, Cheyenne, who sent us in a story today, actually, like, caught a glimpse of him in her house two weeks ago outside of her bedroom just really quick mm-hmm. um and then like that same week I I went down to the bay and I just kind of like sat alone after being with her all day and I just kind of like needed to be in my own little space it was a really pretty pink sunset which she loved pink it was her favorite color we're all wearing it for the funeral and um and I kind of was like mumbling to myself almost like grandpa if you're here give me a sign mm-hmm. like just let me know that everything's gonna be okay like i I'm such a like weird person that I do that and I'm literally saying that as it's coming out of my mouth like I'm alone there's nobody there it's just my car there's nobody there and this is where my mom works my mom works right on the bay so like I know this place I would see a car I know a person you know um and yeah, if you've seen sudden- our TikTok about <laughs> horseshoe crabs yeah it's a great bay actually check it out my I love my fucking horseshoe crabs I tell you what but um anyways like it, it's a rocky driveway that meets seaweed, and so I hear what sounds like somebody walking on, like, the rock, and then it goes right to the seaweed. And I'm, like, literally turning around, and I'm still hearing the noise, but there's nothing there. And then it just stops. Crazy. And I was like, am I about to get killed right now? I don't see anybody. <laughs> 
but it was right as I said, Grandpa, can you please? Like, it was immediate. And it was really strong and really crazy. It gets crazier, though. Um, so she also was saying she saw her sisters a lot. Chug and Tuka, who were her lovely sisters that passed away um, years ago. And her mother, she said, Mama, who's my Grammy Florence, she was talking to them a lot, saying that they were around and stuff, which, like, gives me a lot of peace and comfort that they were, like, there. They're the girls. Like, she was one of – she yeah. had all girls in her family. Yeah, I'm one of four, but she was one of a lot more yeah, than me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they all had fun cool names. Took a Chug, Putsy, Tootie, Gail is normal. Yeah, well, Jane. she never had it. Gail was just her yeah. own being. She didn't need a nickname. Yeah, Gail just and Jane Gail. were the same. Were just the same, but they all had fun names. Um and so I kept saying to her, I was like, do you see them? You know, like, are they here? And she would, like, nod. And so as she, as I asked her that, she, I, like, as she said, yeah, they're they're here. I, I like, out of the corner of my eye, I look, and there was, like, the back end of a person, like, walking Ugh. in her bathroom where I was, like, st- like, it was attached to her room. And I was like, all right, they're here. You know, they're here. And it was really, honestly, comforting and soothing. It was not even scary. Um, so she actually passed away on the 30th, so last Thursday. Um, what's funny about this, not funny, but coincidental, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny that this is, yeah. it is yeah. kind of funny, that this is what happened. My grandfather died in 2005 at 2.11 on February 11th, 2.11. My grandmother passed at 7.30 on July 30th, 7.30. Weird. And like, it's like... <laughs> It's just a sign for my grandpa. Like, she's here. I, She's here, you know? Creepy. Yeah, it gets creepier. I have never experienced any sort of paranormal activity. Yep. I'm not saying I don't believe it because I find the stories fascinating. Yep. I, I do think some people can experience that stuff. But for me, I don't have any. So Sage is going to be telling a lot of great paranormal stories. I was a total skeptic like, yeah, before I, all I just, of this. I'm not, I don't know if I'm a skeptic. It's like, I do want to see it and believe it for myself to have that like, yeah, this is real. But I do find the stories fascinating. And when I've seen people tell the stories, their faces yep. to me, the it's real. It's real. That's what, that's what's so fascinating all to me. Like just for me. Judging people's faces while they tell these stories. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, these people are like, you know, like some, one of the stories I have from a friend, he's telling the story and like, he's a big guy. Like yeah. he's a tough guy. And yeah. it's just like the way he was telling his face. I'm like this. He's fucking for real. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I was a skeptic up until the suds and soda muzzleloader story, yes. which we'll tell at the end. Mm-hmm. That was what changed me. And then my brother is very, very sensitive to these things. And um, my cousin and her boyfriend were in the room with her. This was the the day before she passed away or two days before she passed away, um, they heard and saw the door, the doorknob open, mm-hmm. like, and then the door open and there was nobody there. Everybody was so shaken up. It was like crazy. And the weirdest story of all, besides the next one I'm going to say, the morning she died, everybody came to the house, you know, to just kind of be with each other and, um, you know, help each other. If you knew my grandmother's house, she had like speakers built into the walls because she loved music. She loved singing. Oh my God, dancing. She was always doing that. So she had speakers built into her wall. So she, no matter what room you were in or outside, you always heard music. Yeah, it was no nice. Matter what. It was nice. It was really nice. So, but for the past couple of weeks, she hadn't had any music on just because it's been so like serious and sad. And so there was nothing on. There was nothing on this morning. And so all the girls are in the bedroom with her, like my mom, my cousins, my aunt, everybody. And um, all of a sudden, you know, they started talking about how she loved dancing. And we took her down in the limo to Kowloon. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It was so funny. I think it was in January we did that. And she was we put on Dancing Queen in the limo and she was so cute. She had this little dance. It was so cute. She was, her, it was Dancing Queen was her favorite song in the whole world. All of a sudden. It's silent and then you hear dancing queen starts playing throughout the entire fucking house it's that that everybody was like who put that on like everybody's crying because they're just so upset and then all of a sudden dancing queen's coming on like yeah so they're asking like who put that on who put that on and my uncle was outside on the phone like he didn't put it on nobody put it on (laughs) Nobody put it on. So weird. And they were talking about her dancing, and all of a sudden it came on. Yep. And and it was ABBA radio, and they didn't have ABBA radio 
it wasn't the last station they had played. Um, but yeah, so that was, and then I was down by the pond and I hear it blasting, blasting throughout the house. So I was like, what the hell? Like, who is playing that? This is so weird. Like, why are they playing that so loud? And it kind of like made my heart stop like a little bit. Your face right now is like questioning, like Like, what? I was just kind of like confused, but like I just kind of brushed it off. And then I walk up and they were like, oh my God, freaking out. Like it was total like chaos. They were all scared. It was crazy. It was very funny. Like we were all saying all morning, like she's probably dancing with grandpa. Yeah. You know, and like it was really special. But then my last thing I'm going to say that happened in the past two weeks because I don't know if it's connected, but it was still a bit very bizarre. Um, my boyfriend and I, <laughs> it was like 4.50 in the morning, and I hear, uh, like, little pitter-patter, like, footsteps on the ground. Oh, I love a good little pitter-patter. Little and, um, and I was like, oh, my God. And as I, like, I wake up Ryan, and I was like, did you just hear that? And then at the same time I wake him up, I hear, we, no, sorry, we both hear, can I get something? Like a little kid uh. in the room. So we're freaked out. I said, did you just hear that? And he, at the same time, he's like, did you just hear that? And I was like, oh my God, we just heard the same fucking thing. There's no way it's not just me. I don't know what I would do in that situation. It was so scary. We turned on the TV. We turned on the lights. It, there was nobody there. It You're was like, everything's so going on. I'm terrified. So weird. But like na- the next morning we wake up and we're like, did anybody make any noise? Blah, blah, blah. Nobody knows what we're talking about. And then we think back and we're like, oh my God, they caught a little boy on their ring camera four months ago. What? Or how many months ago? It was like four, six, whatever months ago. Wait, we got to find coming, that video. Coming, I know. Coming out of the woods, and they only caught it on one ring camera, and they went towards the front door, and he disappeared, and they didn't catch him on the door ring camera. They only catch, caught him on one, and they have so many ring cameras. Um, Yeah. All by himself coming out of the woods, because where he was, it was where the woods is, then he walked by the garage, and the garage one caught it. So I don't know what kind of scary shit I saw. We heard, but we both heard it. And Ryan's a skeptic. And he's like, I'm not a skeptic. I'm 90% not a skeptic anymore. That's it. I did my spiel about everything in the past two weeks. Grammy, I love you. You are the best person in the world. And um, hope you're listening. Yeah, yeah. So our next story has to do with like another family um, experiencing music as well. Love it. So. My father-in-law passed away suddenly a few years ago. We think he had a heart attack, but not 100% sure on that. When I first met my father-in-law, he treated me like I was just part of the family. There was no awkwardness or anything. When my husband and I got married, my father-in-law walked me down the aisle. I don't have a relationship with my own dad, and honestly, I had no real father figure in my life, so he stepped in. I love that. I know, it's so sweet. That's really sweet. He lived a few hours away, so we didn't really get to see him a lot, but did talk on the phone often. He always called at least once a week and always on holidays and birthdays. He was an alcoholic, which is why he and my mother-in-law ended up divorcing. They always... I could hear that in the background. Stop taking pictures of fucking Archie. Sorry, I said my podcast buddy. Okay, well, let me get back. He was an alcoholic, which is why he and my mother-in-law ended up divorcing. They always loved each other, but couldn't be together. He was always a big part of our family, even from a distance. His death hit our family very hard. My sister-in-law, who is also my best friend, my husband, my mother-in-law, and all of our kids went to the memorial service. When we got back home from the service, weird little things started happening. Things would go missing and reappear in the weirdest spots. Oh! Mm-hmm. <laughs> My youngest son would have very vivid dreams about going fishing with Grandpa or working on cars with Grandpa and would tell us details that he wouldn't have known or remembered because he was around four at the time of his passing and had only met him a handful of times. I know. That's kind of special. That kind of tugs me right now. My my heartstrings. I know. (sighs) Now to the specific stories. The year after my father-in-law passed away, we went on a family trip to the coast. On our way home, we stopped at what we called Grandpa's Park, (laughs) the park he took care of. We used the bathroom and walked around a little bit before finishing the drive home. There was a giant stump that I had all the kids stand on, my three and my niece. When they were standing on the stump, I noticed one of those painted rocks on the side of it. The rock had a Bible verse painted on it saying something like, I'm always with you. I felt as if this was a sign from him. After taking tons of pictures, because that's what I do. I mean, what mom doesn't. Donna Mm -hmm. drives me freaking crazy with the pictures. Mm -hmm. Donna, I love you if you're listening. (laughs) We love you, Donna. This is your Easter egg, Donna. We love you. You're my angel in heaven. You know what? All my sisters listen, though. I appreciate that. Yeah, twins. It's the twins for me. (laughs) 
Please save that in there so they know it's a little Easter egg. I will. I'll save that special for the Ellie and Clara. <laughs> we walked around a little bit and down a path. There was a water fountain type thing that you have to pump in order for the water to come out. And if you stop, the water stops. You know those things? Remember those things? I remember my neighbors had one because they had horses and it was like the funnest thing to fuck with. My husband showed the kids how it worked and we turned around and walked away from it. No one was anywhere around it and water started coming out of it. Yikes. <laughs> We tried to recreate what happened and couldn't get it to happen again. Oh, my God. After our trip to the coast, my husband and I had to take our oldest son to the hospital in another town. I was really anxious about it and couldn't sleep at all that night. I was up late, later than anyone else. My anxiety was through the roof. In our walk-in closet, I had put my son's helium balloons from his birthday and shut the door so they wouldn't be all over the house. By that point, they were pretty deflated and were barely floating. Somehow, the closet door got opened while everyone else was asleep And one of the balloons floated out of the closet and up to the ceiling and kind of bopped around the room. No. No. Oh, my God. It's better. Oh, my God. We have a shelf that on it has my father-in-law's ashes, pictures of him and a few of his things. The balloon floated to the shelf and kind of paused there. Then it floated over to my husband's head, sound asleep, and bopped him a few times and then floated slowly back to the closet. Oh, my God, I so I have to admit I never even read this. I it's didn't okay. even That's read better. this. I don't want you to read them all. Jesus because, Christ, you, you know, really putting a lot of effort. No, in this. I I read the ones that I mean. You do have a full time job, and I'm I, just sitting on my ass at home. So what else? Do I, I do, but I'm I'm making it work. I checked my room for places where air could have come in and pushed the balloon around, and there was nothing. After that, I got the urge to laugh and couldn't stop for like ten minutes, and then I just got calm. <gasps> oh my God, why is that? So- literally terrify me and like calm me down i know because i feel like you get that nervous laugh and you're like what the fuck is going on (laughs) no oh god in the beginning of january end of february i was hospitalized because i had pneumonia i ended up having surgery to have my lung drained i had no idea i was going to have surgery that day or really anything i was tired of being there and honestly just wanted to be home i woke up at like 4 30 a.m and got this whiff of beer and cigarette smoke I was in the hospital, so that's not a normal smell. We all know the hospital has a very Mm -hmm. distinct smell. Mm -hmm. Okay. I could hear his voice saying, everything will be okay. Then I felt a hand on my shoulder, and then it was gone. The smell, the voice, the hand, etc. I looked at where I felt the hand, and there was like a greasy stain, just like car grease. A few hours later, they came in and told me I would be having surgery. My surgery went fine, and I'm completely recovered. I'm so happy you recovered, and I'm starting Sages to tear up. tears right now, literally. <sighs> Most recently, though, Father's Day, this happened. My husband and my father-in-law's favorite band was Pink Floyd. Our phones, car radio, and pretty much anything will randomly change to Pink Floyd. <laughs> I, we're trying to make this podcast. You know, it's it's, it's going to be an emotional one, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, should, you know, if you were me right now, you'd be looking at this her crying. Like- it's not easy to watch her cry, okay? I had to see my dad cry the other day, okay? It's not good. It's okay, honey. Take deep breath. Take a sip of your high noon. <laughs> well, this is when it like gets to be like the... very similar to your story. Yeah. We were hanging out in the living room, and I was listening to music on our TV, the music channels. I like country, so that was on. Yeah, good old country girl. <laughs> the remote was sitting on the end table, and no one was anywhere near it. The channel changed from the country channel I had on it to a classic rock channel. The channels are like eight channels apart, and it didn't go through the channels. It went from the country channel directly to the classic rock. On the classic rock channel, the song Hey You by Pink Floyd had just started, and we all know that's like their biggest hit. I looked over at my husband and asked if he got his Father's Day message. His response was loud and clear. It's good to know that he has his way of letting us know he's around. I'm fucking crying. I'm crying. Guys, this was the first story we ever got like through email when we were like, oh my God, people are actually going to send us stuff. Oh my God, that's right. And it wow. was somebody we don't even know. Because, like, a lot of the stories have come from friends and yeah. or, like, somewhat. Just to get us off the ground. Yeah. But we did have a bunch of people well, that we reached out of, to. That's kind of ironic that that was our first one. Like, I know. first starting out. And then I have a story that's exactly like that. He oh. knows I he knows I was sad. He does know he was sad. He was snuggling right Daddy. up with you. I just look at his little face. was so cute. All right. So um, the next story is near and dear to my heart because this girl is near and dear to my heart. She is the mother of my soon to be nephew and my brother's girlfriend. <laughs> I began to tell her like she was just a woman. OK, so I'm going to say this now. So because it's spooky, 
you know, this whole episode spooky. Mm-hmm. My bets are that he's going to be born on October 31st. His due date is October 24th. Okay. But I think, Should I make so, a bet too? Yeah. I'm going to say October 27th. Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. Let's see what happens. What, 20 bucks? 20 bucks. 20 bucks. But anyways, this is uh, Shy Lover. She's been in my life forever. Um, And so she thinks that she's been like followed her whole life. Ooh. I haven't read any of this. Okay. Because I was like half passed out on the couch when you sent it to me. God bless you. And America. (laughs) She has caused all the ghosts in my life to come out of the woodworks. Because like I said, I was a skeptic. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of around the same time, she came into our lives. So it kind of like started having freaky shit happen. So um, this is her story. All right. As a child, I was always fascinated by ghosts. Every time I would go to my grandmother's, each night, my cousin, my sister, and I would go into the bathtub at night with blankets, flashlights, and bring scary stories to tell in the dark with us and scare the shit out of each other. Do you want to know something really funny about that book? Mm -hmm. So... The last guy I was dating when I found out, like, he was just being shady, basically. I don't, I still don't know really the story, whatever. It doesn't matter. So I wanted to go get all my stuff out of his house and I had a key. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go grab my shit and get the fuck out and leave yep. the key. So I went into the house, grabbed my shit, and literally in the bureau, <laughs> there was scary stories to tell in the dark. And I took it. Oh, yes. I that i love book. that uh-huh. i also took something so else oh no i took a game boy advance <laughs> <laughs> does he know he, i don't know he never played it and he knew i loved it i used to like play it all the time <laughs> yeah get what's fucking that's the only yours. two things i took was scary stories to tell in the dark and fucking game boy advance oh my god yeah it had donkey kong and the damn right i was fucking taking that shit oh my god fuck oh my you god. left the key piece by I just like the scary stories and to tell them the dark. Oh my god, they're really—they're not like even that all, scary. But yeah, but but as a kid, they were scary. Just now, like, when you read them, they're like, "Oh god, these like we, I read that in like first grade. I know, I loved it. Ugh. the first time I can remember witnessing some of the paranormal activity was when I was in fourth grade. I have always had extremely awful nightmares for as long as I can remember, and in fourth grade, there were what I can remember as these black blobs that were in my basement, and they would make noises to me when I would walk past our basement door. When I would open the door and look down there, it was always big black blobs of something and just weird noises that wasn't English, but in a deep, scary tone. Ooh, the fact that it's no. not English, I don't like that. Like, as Mm-mm. if it is a language, it's That's just not like, English. like the demon, Latin. It could be... I'm not going to say, like, if it was any, like, it, Latin would be scary. If it was Spanish, I'd be like, that's not scary either. Any language besides Latin is not that scary, but, like, it's all fucking um, scary. Russian. What am I saying? Kaylee, we can't talk about the Russians. We already did. It's too late. <laughs> okay. After that, I was terrified and continued to have nightmares. Around that same time, probably fifth to sixth grade, I was at my other grandparents' house, and I was walking down their hallway. I vividly remember the light bulb in their hallway bursting and something that looked like blood spilling from it, and I remember collapsing in the hallway. I was screaming and crying, but noticed that nothing even happened to the light bulb, and there was no blood anywhere. I was terrified from that and didn't want to go back in there, but I always did. Dude, I would never just go back the thought, in. like that's like a pure like hallucination or something, you know, because it's like you see it, but it's not there. But like I don't even remember stuff from those years, so for her to remember that is like crazy. Oh yeah, she's that's like how traumatizing it was. She's quite spooky. I love her. We go to Salem every year. We're very spooky. We love that shit. I always say to shy, "What if your water breaks while we're in our annual trip to well, we're at our annual trip to Salem, and." And we'll get you to the nearest cemetery. We'll find some local witches and we'll ha- set up a tent. And no- so nobody can see you, but you're having your baby in a cemetery by witches. You know what's creepy about that? <laughs> we do have a story it. related to the Salem witch trials. Oh, my God, dude. Prefaces. Okay, go ahead. Dude. <laughs> okay, but I really do hope that happens. Okay, anyways. Um, things are pretty quiet for a while. And then my parents moved to an old brick house. I hate that. And immediately I knew this house was haunted. I constantly felt watched and like I wasn't alone. During this time, I was in seventh or eighth grade and became obsessed with the Slender Man. Yeah, see, I was too old for that Slender Man thing. Yeah, she was at the right age to be creeped out by it. Yeah, I didn't really understand it. Yeah. And then I was like, what? I was 
on the cusp of being too old. Yeah. But well, still, I mean, like, I understood it, but I just thought it was stupid. This is the other thing about Shy. She's totally like, if something creeps her out, she like wants to know why it's creeping her out yeah. and why it's happening. So mm-hmm. she like Slenderman. She probably stayed up all night reading it, and it like just like her brain just took it. That's probably what she reads, reads, reads. So, um, so if you don't know what that is, look it up and be terrified. But me being me, I was so interested in him and fascinated. Like I said, yeah. One time she heard that North Korea was going to send a missile and she literally reeled over it for like three days. She was like (laughs) texting me. She was like, oh my God, it's, it's the birthday. So it's like the fifth celebration. They'll have the parade. Like, and then they're going to launch a missile. And I was like, shy, you just need to relax. Like. It's not going to happen. Don't it, worry. It didn't happen. So we stayed up all night and watched a live view of the parade in North Korea because we wanted to make sure that they were going to set because she was that scared. She was, Stop. And it was very fascinating. Oh, North Korea documentaries, big fan. But that's how much like ISIS scared her. Like, Oh, yeah. God, she yeah. is so scared. It, but it's like, this shit's scary. This is like yeah. real life shit. So Slenderman, right, Kate? Yep, yep. They say that he wins the war and begins to control you once you see him in your dreams. Well, after about a year, I had a nightmare. I was marrying him, and he was chasing me up a long, endless tower. After that, I deleted all my pictures of him and never spoke of him again. It completely scared the shit out of me. Freddy Krueger shit. Shy has been telling me that dream for so many years. I've heard her tell me that dream so many times. (laughs) Like, it really scared her. Damn. Um, after that, I continued to hear things in my room. The closet door would open at night. The doorknob would move on its own. And I constantly felt watched and was terrified. One night we hear a huge crash and come to find out my dad got up to get water in the middle of the night and said that something or someone pushed him down the stairs. Stop. Like he felt that push. Yep. He doesn't remember anything other than that and needed about 20 stitches in his head. 20 stitches in his head that's a lot of fucking stitches in your head that's a fucking bad fall down the stairs that you just wouldn't fall like you'd be able to stop I've yourself never even come had on stitches but i can't imagine freaking 20 if somebody shoves you down the stairs come on that's the only way that you can get 20 stitches that was the first time he finally believed something was in the house mm. fast forward to 2015 when i moved into my boyfriend's house with him and his family A.K.A. Sage's brother and her family. Yes. And I was in college. This next story that she's going to say, I was home when this happened. They were renovating the kitchen. Complete renovation and a lot of things were happening during that time. Like, activity in the house. So a little background of my house. Um, It's over 200 years old. It was built in 1801. So it is quite spooky. It used to be a dance hall. So from time to time, we hear, like, strums of guitars and, and, like, people just, like, as if there's a party going on. And sometimes when you're outside, it sounds like there's a party inside, but there's nothing. Like, I used to wake up to go babysit in the mornings, and I'd walk out to my car at, like, 4 in the morning because I'd have to be there for 5. And it, I could – it was like I was listening to a party. It's very strange. So strange. My mom hears it, too. So this is back to Cheyenne's story. Just wanted to give a little – insight about my house I have a lot of stories about it but for another day from the beginning of living here we knew we weren't the only ones living here but didn't experience too much other than feeling like others were with us and hearing pans and pots shake in the kitchen on their own that's the other thing that the first week that we moved in there was like a summer so I was home from college and I remember the first like couple days I heard pots just like but it sounded like music. Yeah. So it like had a pattern. Yeah, and it the, wasn't. The pots had a pattern It wasn't to normal. It. it doesn't even happen really anymore. Mm-hmm. I also saw a knife go flying off of my stovetop one day. Yeah, no thanks. The one time I saw someone in the house, I had just gotten out of the shower and walked into the kitchen. There, I saw a tall, black figure wearing a suit and a top hat in the corner by the fridge. He was standing there, but then all of a sudden he disappeared as if he ducked down behind the island. At first, I thought it was my boyfriend, so I creeped around the island slowly, expecting to see him on the ground, but there was no one there. I was scared shitless. And so I'm in the house when this happens, and I hear her yelling. And I come running around, (laughs) and she's like, I, I just saw a man in the in the kitchen and I was like, okay. Oh, I remember you telling me this like, story now. Yeah. And I was like, who? And she's like, I don't know. It was just a really tall man and he had a hat. And I was like, okay, like that 
that's fucked up, but okay. And I was like, it wasn't me. And she's like, I thought it was Cal. It wasn't anybody. It wasn't anybody. There was nobody in the kitchen. But she saw it. She was so fucking scared. Like, it really scared her. But we did a Ouija board at my house. And we did it the right way. White candles, everything. Like, we did it the right way. We conjured up two per- two people in my house. We also con- conjured up my gran- my other grandmother, I.I., which was another day. I'll tell that story. But we conjured up two people in the house that lived in the house. And they kept, we did Ouija probably three times that day. And every time it was the same person that we were getting. And it was a little boy named Matthew, nine. He was the only one that was communicating with us because every time we would say, who's your grandfather? He would say, Richie. Who's the man in the top hat? Richie. And then um, we tried to get Richie. Richie was 66. We could never get Richie. Could never get Richie. It would go back to Matthew. And so Matthew and Richie... Nine-year-old boy and his grandfather live in my house. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Little grandpa. Yeah. It was really fucking weird. We always would ask, like, are you like, are you having fun? And he'd say, yes. Like, yes, I'm having fun. Yeah. You guys yeah. are funny. So, uh, yeah, that is Shy's story. And, like, my brother has – we watched Bachelor finale one night, and my brother, who's very, like I said, sensitive, when <laughs> he was like, somebody's in here with us like like his whole demeanor changed and he's not a serious person so this like really scared me but he was like somebody's in here with us and i was like oh then i'm gonna go to the other fucking room <laughs> like yep i guess i'm gonna fucking he goes he goes i sensed the presence of like an older man in the room but there was no besides him there was no other guy in the room richie and he's like i don't know he was just in the room he's like couldn't explain it he's like i just felt him there and i was like oh well I'll just watch it from the fucking kitchen. I'll watch it from the fucking island. I'll watch Bachelor Finale from the island where he was the day before. And we'll just sit out there. And <laughs> you tell me when he's next to me. Like, I, I don't, don't know, know what room to go into anymore. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know. But that is uh, Shy's story. So there you have it. Love it. Yeah. All right. Next one. I went to a private Lutheran elementary school in New York City. Little backstory of my school. There is a place on campus called Peter's Grave. There are many stories regarding Peter's grave of people seeing strange things or Peter walking around the grounds. <sighs> no, thank you, Peter. So I was in fifth grade. Take Peter to the park. Oh, my God. Mm, Peter. Peter to the my cool at her. Mm, Peter. Oh, God. I glows out. Yeah, my girl. My girl. So I was in fifth grade. It was right before summer vacation, and the teachers didn't really care what we did. Best week of the school year. Love it. My friends and I decided that we wanted to do Bloody Mary in the bathroom. That week has a certain smell. The last school week smell? The last week of school. It has a smell. It does. It has a smell, people. I hope everybody agrees that it does. It has a smell. I can smell it right now. I'm if When I close my eyes, I'm in my fifth grade classroom, and we're cleaning everything up, and I can see it. Clear yeah, it's as like day, a dust and I can smell. smell it. Yep, it's dust. It's just sweaty kids and dust. But it has a smell. Thank you. <laughs> My friends and I decided that we wanted to do Bloody Mary in the bathroom. So we snuck out of class and went to the bathroom. And since no one was in there, we turned off the lights. Love it. Did you ever play Bloody Mary? I've never done it. Have I you? did it. Yes. Summer camp. We went in the stalls, flushed the toilet five times, then walked over to the sink and ran the water. One of my friends climbed up on a ledge that was in the bathroom that was pretty high up off the ground. We then looked in the mirror and said Bloody Mary three times. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And then all of a sudden, I saw red eyes staring at me, standing behind me and my friends. Then my friend on the ledge starts yelling to me, stop pushing me, I'm going to fall. And I was like, I'm not pushing you. And I told her it wasn't me pushing her because I was by the sink. Mm -hmm. We fumbled over to where my friend was standing on the ledge, and she said, guys, I think there is someone in the stall. Confused, we walked over to the stall. I opened the door, and someone was standing there. We scream, try to find the light switch, but we couldn't. There are no windows in the bathroom, so it is completely pitch black. We kept rubbing the wall, trying to find it, but the wall was completely smooth. It was as if the switch disappeared. So we tried to open the door. The door was a pull, not a push. So we were trying to pull it open, but it would not open. We all started screaming, saying it was Peter trying to get us. Mm -hmm. And finally, we found the light switch. It was a super old building, so the switch was built onto a big box attached to the wall. I can picture it. I know, right? We turned on the lights, and no one was there. NYC, girl. Ah! It's like a good campfire creepy story as a kid. Bloody Mary. Oh, my God. 
All right. So this next story, I also know who it is because honestly, like people, we need more stories. Yeah, Come on. Send us in. So but, who cares? Pod at gmail.com. Send it to our DMs on Insta or Facebook. Come on. We are trying to figure out our Facebook right now because it won't allow me to add an exclamation. And it's pissing me off. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So the next story is coming from one of my best friends who I grew up with. She lived next door. She's my neighbor. Um, and she told me this story and it was her and her brother, but like, I'm going to focus on hers because he, Peter, if you're listening, you, you took this more as a joke than your sister did. And I'm disappointed in the way he told the story. It's all right though. <laughs> He's like my brother. Um, Peter. So Peter's grave. So before I begin, I like sat down with them one night. It was Allie, Peter and their mother, Doreen. God bless her. We love her. Oh, love her my second mother and they I said tell me your best stories like and they were like well we think the house is haunted and I was like all right well we'll go there so they start talking Peter starts talking and he's like starting to describe and then Doreen cuts him off and goes oh my god wait and she finishes his sentence with the same exact like they literally have just discovered that they have been seeing the same person in the house that is so spooky and i got the genuine reaction when i recorded them and it's it's just bizarre it's honestly like a real reaction that they like didn't realize they were all seeing the same thing doreen knew about alleys but peter didn't realize like he they all were seeing the same thing so here's the story i always believed that this ghost followed me It had been in my house for over 20 years since we built it. He had large, broad shoulders and stood very tall. When I slept upstairs in the house or in our basement apartment, he would always be there. And then when I had my accident, yeah, she got in a really bad accident last year. It was really bad. She's a recovered quadriplegic. I love her. I'm so glad she's alive. Because if she wasn't alive, she wouldn't be able to tell me this fucked up story. Am I right? (laughs) I love her. She would be laughing if she heard that. So after she had her accident, she had to be on the first floor of the house. You know, you had to get to everything. I always see him in the middle of the night, and for a time, I always thought it could have just been my grandpa's ghost. Her grandpa was huge. Grandpa was a wicked tall guy. But the rest of my family doesn't think that it's him. They think that whoever he is, he came in when we built the house using old wood from a previous structure. Ooh. Yeah. Fucking creepy. Weird. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Because their house is, like, pretty new. Like, they built it, like, when I was, like, a really really young yeah but if they use old wood Mm -hmm. one time i saw him i was in bed i realized that when i made any kind of light he would disappear so whenever i would see him near me i would touch my phone and turn on my light and then i would watch him go away not like a shadow but something disappearing slowly but this time in particular stood out to me i saw him near my bed and when i went to reach for my phone i watched a hand reach for it at the same time no fucking way i was so scared so i hid under my blankets until i felt like he was gone sounds like me with the mice she was so serious when she told me this and it freaked me out when she gets serious it freaks me the fuck out another time i woke up and he was at the end of my bed i had my boyfriend at the time in my bed oh getting free <laughs> i then watched i love her boyfriend now so much he's the he's the apple of my eye as well <laughs> i really do twan you're the fucking shit i love you i had my boyfriend at the time in my bed i then watched the figure make a gesture that he was about to pull my boyfriend out of the bed by his feet uh. i had to wake up my boyfriend and tell him that there was a man at the end of the bed trying to pull him out I told him he either needed to sleep in another room or tuck his feet in. Tuck your feet in. Tuck your fucking feet in. And in the recording, she said she wanted him to, like, sleep in, like, a fetal position. Like, like a ball. Or or get out of the fucking room. She's like, some this whoever this is does not want a man in my bed. My last story that stuck out to me was with my friend. When I used to live in the basement apartment, which was cool. It was, like, a living room, a kitchen, a bathroom, and then a bedroom. Okay. Um, and there was a window that you could, like, see in from the living room into the oh, bedroom. It, but there was yep. no glass. It was just, like, a little, like, you could put things up there. You know, it was, like, a little shelf, kind of. But it looked into the other room. Okay. Okay. Um, that's important. That's why I'm saying that. She was sleeping next to me in bed, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I could clearly hear three men in the other room. Uh. I kept hearing them be super loud and could see that they had all the lights on, as if they were having a party in the other room. I woke up my friend and told her that there were men in the apartment and that they would not stop talking about us. 
I had a window that connected the bedroom to the living room so I could see into the other room where they were talking. My friend told me that there was nothing she could see. There were no lights on, but I could see and hear everything. I was wide awake. What? Yeah. And then her brother talked about, now he lives down in the basement. He now lives in that apartment now, so he had some stories too. But he talks about how he will knock salt off of the counter. The the shelf. Yeah, salt. Salt. Yeah, that's creepy. Um, but uh, I always kind of felt like kind of strange in their house, like sleeping over at night. It kind of, there was always somebody sleeping there. Sleeping over at someone else's house is always a little weird. It's creepy. This is an opportunity for me to say that I see people next to my bed. Now, what do you feel about that? I, it just makes me feel From time uneasy. to time. Like I probably will see one tonight because I'm talking about it today, um, which typically happens. So the first time it ever happened to me, I was at whale camp and whale camp was a camp that my parents sent me to in seventh grade. It was the best week of my fucking life. I loved it. I was just like, it's, I peaked at whale camp. I peaked at whale camp. I'm writing an autobiography someday. That's called I peaked at whale camp. Cause I did. There was a marine biology camp. It was on Gramanan Island in Canada. Like I can't remember if it's New Brunswick or Nova Scotia, but it's like in the middle and it was really magical and really like, cool on this little island and kids from everywhere it was just an amazing experience we saw whales it was so cool sharks everything obsessed anyways the first time i ever saw a person at my sounds better than church camp (laughs) i know (laughs) i loved whale camp people every time i say i went to whale camp people always think i said i went to fat camp they like think you're fucking around they look at me now and they go was it fat camp no i was skinny back then at whale camp okay i was i'm fat now so my first experience with seeing somebody next to my bed was i was sleeping on the bottom bunk at whale camp i had my two little roommates and i could feel i woke up in the middle of the night and i could feel and i could see somebody like sitting on the edge of the the edge of the bed and they were like kind of just like looking at me couldn't see who they were nothing black figure nothing um so i didn't really think anything of it and then like years later I didn't really tell anybody because it was just kind of like not scary to me, but like something I didn't realize like really was that important to tell people because I thought that they would think I'm crazy. Yeah. yeah. But over the years, it got stronger and stronger. Um, In high school, I saw another person in my room two nights in a row. There was a person standing in my room, just didn't really see them, like really nothing, no details to them. And then there's a person laying on my bed. And I remember saying sorry and crawling over the person. I, I seriously thought somebody was in my bed. And I was just like, I was like, sorry. And I rolled over, like literally like picked my body up and like hobbled over them. Um, and then it gets stronger. Um, my old boyfriend, I was up at his camp. And um, one night I wake up and I see his grandfather, his grandfather standing on his side of the bed and wearing the exact outfit he would wear, like blue dickies, everything in his hat, little hat Weird. that he like all everything. It was like him. And that was the strongest it had ever been. And I was like, oh, my God, like. And I told his family, and they were like, that's so special. It's so crazy. And then the next night, next night in a row, you know, I see a blonde woman. And they were Polish. So, like, there was a lot of blondes in that family. And she was blonde, and she was wearing just, like, a blue little, like, dress and a little light blue apron. A lot of blue. And I kind of was like. I wonder what that means. I don't know. But maybe. But his grandfather used to wear blue. And I never met him because he passed before I met all of them but I knew it was him because I'd seen pictures but he stood so tall and broad like big man like he was huge he's standing there and I just kind of was like oh my god oh my god and once I recognize him he's gone and once I recognize the blonde woman she's gone so when Ryan and I started to get together I never told him that I could see weird shit because I didn't want to scare him away, you know, because I'd see weird shit at the end of my bed, whatever. Yeah, or like next to my bed, you know. Even that shit, they might think it's creepy. But like the first like couple weeks, like he started sleeping over and one night I saw a man at the end of my bed in a wrinkly suit and I was like, nah, what a the wrinkly fuck? suit. Wrinkly suit. And I could see him like so detailed. It gets stronger and stronger because the last one that happened, the last time it happened to me, Ryan's parents and I went out to dinner and I told them I was like I should tell you guys like sometimes I see weird shit and like his 
dad sometimes believes and things like that. But like, like sometimes I wear Z shit. Like when I like I wake up in the middle of the night and there's somebody there. Well, that night I look outside and there's what looks like a man who looks like Keith fucking Morrison on their lawn. Oh my god, I thought you were gonna say Keith white, Urban. White hair, and then it was just gone. Like he was just gone. When I recognized him, he's gone. I was like, oh my God. Like that's how I describe him. It wasn't Keith Morrison, but it looked like looked Keith like Morrison. Him. So yeah, I see people next to my bed too. <laughs> Weird. All right. This is one I this is a story I was talking about earlier from my friend that's a guy that like I really didn't think he would believe in this shit. But yep. he does. Because he's got a fucking story. This is a creepy story that happened at my house, and it's weird because my house should not be haunted. There shouldn't be anything in my house because there was only one previous owner before my parents bought it. Nobody died there or anything. Just weird shit would happen. Originally, our bedrooms were in the basement, but it had flooded the year prior, and a lot of it had been ripped up and redone, which sounds similar to your, like, kitchen story. Yes. So I would sleep in the living room downstairs, and I had two mattresses that I put together to sleep there, like, side by side, you know? Half of the living room was the laundry room. So to divide it off, my mom put up two curtains to give me some more privacy. Love it. Yeah, right. Many nights I would wake up at 3 a.m., sometimes three to four times a week. It's something that still happens to me to this day, but not as frequent. So when I would sleep down there by myself, I would wake up at 3 a.m. And every time my eyes would just open. And for some reason, I would always look at that curtain because it kind of freaked me out. I would be lying in bed and I would just wake up and kind of look over at it and it would be swaying or moving as if someone was peeking around the curtain. It would do it all the time and it would freak me out. Nothing would ever happen and I would kind of talk to it like, are we going to do this again tonight to just try and calm myself down? One night I was laying in there and it was the last night I ever slept in the basement. I was laying in my bed and the same thing happened. Three o'clock in the morning I wake up and I'm looking at that curtain. This time, the curtain didn't just sway. It opened not all the way, but just enough that I could have walked through it. And I'm like, that's fucking strange. I haven't seen an open like that. And I just thought, I'm just going to stay in bed and not move. I didn't think anything was going to happen. As I'm lying on my back, I feel on the other mattress weight like pressure. My sheet was over both mattresses, so I could feel the sheet move, and then I felt another one. It was similar to steps, like one foot two foot and I'm feeling it and it's coming towards me and I'm just still oh my god I know it's on the bed walking on the mm-hmm. bed fuck that then I'm thinking maybe it's my dog who died a year before and maybe it was her spirit coming to lay with me <laughs> so I start talking to it hey Amy <laughs> that was the dog's name a dog named Amy Amy, just, Amy. <laughs> yeah such a weird name just trying to calm myself down and then I feel another step in another step, I'm looking at the fucking sheet and it's indented Oh my god! as if someone is standing on it. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I am making this up. This isn't real. I felt every fucking step on that bed walk up to me. Every fucking one. Then I saw it as soon as it got next to me. I don't know how to explain this. It was like somebody put 400 pounds on top of me. I couldn't physically move. I couldn't do anything. I was stuck. It was like somebody was on top of me. And as soon as I got that feeling, every ounce of energy in my body felt like it was being sucked out of me. Oh, my God. My eyes are wide open and it's on me. I went from awake to fucking tired and I am fighting it. My eyes are closing and I remember just repeating, don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep and saying it out loud. I'm going in and out of consciousness to sleep and just yelling, you got to fight it, you got to fight it. And then with everything I had, I kicked my leg and I fucking rolled over with everything I had left and it was gone. Oh. Just totally gone like it never happened. When I rolled to my side, it was just gone. Oh, my God. My mom, my grandmother, and I have experiences with ghosts from time to time. We are directly related to three of the Salem witches in the (sighs) trials. Yeah, he said he did, like, a genealogy test and stuff. Holy shit. It's been passed on basically from one generation to the next, but just one person from each generation has got that spiritual connection. I have a twin brother, and he doesn't experience the same things that I do. We've gone to psychics, and there has only been one that we have felt was truly legitimate. And he did tell me they've tried a bunch of different things, and you know how, like, psychics. Yeah. Like, basically all of them, like, I was so skeptical, and then his mom found this one. I think her name was, like, Gina or something, and that they really legitimately believe that she has those same powers as her. From the spiritual twin. Love it. Love it. Okay, so here's the moment that made me not a skeptic anymore 
And Kaylee and I are going to tell this together. Yep. And then we have pictures and video to back it the fuck up. Yep. As well. Um, so we mentioned Suds and Soda in the beginning. My grandparents own Suds and Soda. It is a little ma and pa shop. There's, you know, you could buy your deli sandwiches, you know, your, your cigs, sandwiches, your cigs, your beers. your beers, your fucking tickets, your wine coolers, anything. And then you go upstairs, you get a fucking jet sled, you can get, get a muzzleloader, fresh, fresh baked mackerel, sea worms, you eels. got it, eels, live eels, freaking chinas, freaking, you, if they don't have it, you don't need it. Yeah, that's true. You don't, they have, don't it. have it. We'll uh, we'll put up the suds and soda commercial. So, um, basically, we all think all the guys that work upstairs because it's pretty much all guys because it's the hunting and fishing section. Yeah, I remember the last time a female worked up there. I don't remember either. Um, but so they're scared, and that kind of makes me scared. But they always think that my grandpa and they his name was Jimmy. They always say. Jimmy's messing around. Jimmy's doing this. Jimmy's doing that. And like, we always just kind of joke like he's fucking with everybody, you know? So at Suds and Soda, there are muzzleloader raffles. Are you hearing all the voices? Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're in the middle of recording our podcast and we can hear you guys downstairs. We've got like five minutes left. The light wasn't on, so the dinner's about ready. Okay, give me five, give us five minutes. We're almost done, okay? The recording light wasn't on, so I didn't know. Right, no, that's fine. We... So at Suds, they have muzzleloader raffles, which are the big hot ticket mm -hmm. in the fall. You got to get your muzzleloader, right? You got to go hunting out for your fucking deer. Yeah. It's also a deer check station. Turkey check station. Oh, it's also yeah. you can weigh your stripers there as well. Not to be confused with strippers. I said stripers, striped bass. Stripe fishing. Striped bass. So anyways. If you know, um, you know. My grandpa was a big muzzleloader dealer and, you know, whatever. And so they'd have these raffles and this a guy. muzzleloader dealer. Yeah. Big old fucking hot shot. Big cheese. <laughs> so um, so they they would have these, these raffles. And it's this guy won. And my uncle went to take a picture of the guy. And there's security cameras that are in the, like, the whole store, you know? Yep. But there's one that is where you can see it. You can see the picture being taken, so you can see the guy and my uncle. So my uncle is taking a picture of the guy, and as the camera goes off, all of a sudden, a muzzleloader comes off of the shelf. It gets, like, picked up it's and falls creepy. down. And the way that these gun racks are is they're very secure to the wall. So yep. the gun rack never fell. It wasn't the gun rack. And they're also, like, scooped like this so like the gun rest and like if you look up a gun rack what like a wall gun mat like it should not have fallen they're, no, they're so secure not at all but it was hooked on to something so that it wouldn't fall too so all of a sudden it just like falls off and the timestamp, because 11 my grandfather's birthday was 11 11 he died on 2 11 on devil at 11 is like the number that it revolved around his life when the gun fell it was 11, 11, and then the seconds were 13, but still. Yeah. 11, 11. Creepy. But it gets creepier. Kaylee, do you remember the picture? Oh, I know the picture. So the original picture that my uncle tried to take, something like went in front of the camera. This was before the actual, the second picture. So there was two pictures. There was one that there was what looked like his, he thought it was his finger, but it wasn't. He like saw it move in front of the camera. And then the second picture, when the gun fell... He got what looks like a hand on the end. It's of the gun. so creepy. Like the butt of the gun. Yeah. Is that what it's called? A butt? Mm -hmm. I shouldn't know that. I hunt. I should know that. <laughs> the butt of the gun. It literally looks like four fingers and as if like the, the thumb. We have a picture, so don't worry. You can fucking look it up on our Instagram at So What Who Cares Pod. It'll be up there clear as day. And uh, it looks like something like jerked yeah, it off the weird. wall. Like picked it up and jerked it off the wall. Clear as day. And it's in sepia tones. The picture will be in sepia tones so you can sepia. see it. You can see the fingernails. The fingernails. And we'll also put up the security footage because that has the timestamp. Yeah. And you can see the gun falling and hitting the guy in the back. It literally hit the guy in the back. It was, you know, obviously unloaded. It's a gun for sale. Mm -hmm. But, um, and to cap it off, it was on the cover. The picture of the hand on the gun was on the cover of a ghost storybook. Yep. Yep. So we'll put up all of that. Um, but here's a little snippet from my uncle. 
Um, he said, the first picture I noticed didn't come out. I thought I had my finger on the lens. I had already put his winning muzzleloader away in its box when I realized it. I then said, let's just go out back and I'll snap another one of you with the identical gun. Okay. So, as I was taking the picture... I noticed the gun was wiggling. Oh, Then when I snapped the photo with a flash, digital camera, it flew out from its cradle and hit Stanley in the back. Oh, poor Stanley. Stanley, you poor bastard. Stanley, you poor bastard. Oh, love it. Love it. It's so creepy, and I love that it just brought it back to Suds in the end anyways. Yep. We didn't even really plan that, did we? No. Are you ready for the questionable question segment of this podcast? Yes, I'm exhausted. <laughs> that drained me. It was this so good. Yeah. It was a lot of I lot cried. More we laughed. Oh my we God, cried. You did cry. I cried. That was really touching. It was this was a good one. All right. So do you want to go first? Or do you want me to? I want you to go first. Ready for my question? Yes, ma'am. If it had to be something in this room. What would your zombie apocalypse weapon be? Oh, I know. Oh, yep, I know. Nope. Oh fuck! I gotta fuck now. I gotta get up. Fucking the headphones. He's still attached. See, I know what's in my room, so I know what I'm gonna say. Oh well, there's no weapons in here. Mm, there might be. What's that cleaning spray? Uh, yeah, that's carpet cleaner. Well, they say if you. Don't have pepper spray. You can spray like Ajax on somebody's face, or like. But do you um, think that would work in a zombie apocalypse for a zombie? You're right. Um, I was gonna say that wine glass thing right there. You could bash somebody's head with that, but it might break. You can't keep using it. It'd probably be a one-time use. Um. Okay. Sparklers. Um. Sparklers. Those aren't sparklers. Those are incense. What are you gonna fucking (sighs) stage them away? Get away, boys. Get away, girls. Break the fucking. Okay. Choke them out with that string of white lights perfect there you go i'd use the knife by my fucking bed but you didn't know that i knew that because it's my room so that was your question what what did you think i was gonna say i don't know i have no idea oh my god but i would use the knife by my bed or i do have mace by my bed and i also have another set of mace hidden somewhere else in my room because i'm genuinely terrified someone's gonna come up my stairs and murder me in my sleep same good fucking luck because i got a lot of shit hidden in this bitch i have some mace but then I think I'm like, it would have to be someone I know because nobody would know how to get up to my room. Do you know what I mean? That's quite possible. Like, you're most likely going to get murdered by somebody that knows you anyways. Like, no one's going to be able to figure out how to get up in my room and where my bed was. My room's a weird shape. Break a mirror and just start slitting throats. Yeah, but if you get, like, that heavy lamp, that whole tall lamp right here, oh, you okay, can that's bash a good somebody's one. fucking head with it, shove it right through their eyes. That's pointy at the bottom. Oh, that stool. You could do that to that stool. Okay. All right. Do you want to hear mine? Yeah, oh, I want to hear yours, I, I guess. I'll keep thinking about this forever. Kaylee, are you ready for my question? It's very simple. Okay. Very simple. What's your favorite smell? My favorite smell, I really, really love a good smell of a man. Like when they wear like that nice cologne sometimes. Sometimes it's too much. It's like, it's not cologne, I should say. It's like men's deodorant. Yeah, like, When you can oh, smell a yeah. man's deodorant. I Okay, yes, like, you got me. Even though that's I was weird, like, cologne, like, cologne mm. is too strong, but like sometimes a men's deodorant has a nice smell and it makes them feel so fresh and so clean. Here's and a I secret. I fucking love that. Ryan I, doesn't smell good? No. He, I smell his armpits when it smells like deodorant. So, yes. Like I, he lifts them up and you No, sniff. like I could just kind of go, like I just kind of sneak, do a little sneak sniff. The fresh shirt on a man. Oh, God, there's something about it. But what? I do love... <laughs> The smell of a fire pit and oh, see I, I, I hate it. I know something my mom does too, but I don't. I I do like it. Mine is very specific. My yep. favorite smell: fish fingers. <laughs> okay, so weird that you'd fucking say that. <laughs> my, f- my okay. <laughs> what my family? You know we do a lot of ice fishing. Oh, I is it the chum bucket? No, nope, <laughs> no, nope, don't like that smell. My dad swears by electric fish fillets. So they fillet their knives, but they're electric knives. Nope. Smells like burning plastic and metal and but like, like gears it? grinding. It is one of my favorite smells. It's the worst smell to anybody else, but I love it. But that's like, I also, and I know I'm not the only one out there because I have heard other people say this, the smell of like a school bus gasoline. Oh my God. 
god, that's so, so fucking, fucking good. good. That's very specific, it's and like, also I know that you get a little awesome. high off it. Or well, that's you know what's funny is that guys, I changed my questionable question just like split second, and I just realized that we talked about the smell of the last week of school, and now we're talking about smell again. Oh my god, stop! But yeah, electric fillet knives—they smell so good. I don't know what it is. All right, well, I guess you're taking me out with you and Jimmy this winter. And Ryan, he likes to go, too. Oh, we're going with Ryan, guy. Jimmy and Ryan like tuna to go with fucking ride. ice fishing. Wait, wait, ride the tuna guy. Ride the tuna guy. Ride the tuna guy. We're going uh, ice fishing okay, now. Okay, I have an idea. Get off of the freaking hot water. We're I going have an in. idea. Yeah. Ryan, you have to give me a dollar for this. If you're listening, this is... This is a test if you're, li- if you're listening. Nice, crisp $1 bill. I'm going to name drop their charter, okay? It's going to be our second dollar we've earned from this podcast, okay? <laughs> Ryan, this is an Easter egg for you. If For all your charter needs, whether it's haddock fishing, ground fishing, whatever, striper fishing, tuna fishing, uh, real addiction out of Hampton Harbor in Hampton, New Hampshire. Thank you. Uh, that's Hammerfish Chatters, real addiction. Ryan, you owe me a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> book now okay all right so that's the it that's it that's our episode yeah. but we always want to remind you please send any stories you think are good to so what who cares pod at gmail our instagram dm us on facebook which we're still trying to figure out that little glitch with the exclamation you can still find us you can still find Just us it doesn't it matter um but uh if you have any like work stories we're doing an episode coming up with like creepy co-workers or yep. like crazy stuff that might have happened while you were working another episode is on um wilderness so if mm-hmm. you have any crazy wilderness stories we have yep. a few there we want to expand on a little more with that um other than that i'm really sorry that this got deep tonight but i would just like to say my grandmother i love you we love you this Gail. one's for you yeah. in honor of gail virginia mckenzie god bless you wherever the fuck you are i love you (laughs) i love you thank you for listening yeah so what who cares we don't pause archie the snoring instant away you need to go somewhere else (laughs) put him on the side that's what you gotta do it's like upside down right now what the (laughs) fuck is going on he's asleep in my arms he's like dead weight Move what are you me. doing to him? Move with me. What are you I, doing to his legs? I'm trying to turn him on his side. Why is he not moving? I don't know. He's like a pig in a pig scramble. <laughs> I don't no, know what's sorry. happening. He's the complete opposite. He's literally like, is he alive? There we go. Yeah, he is. He's just coughing. I don't know what's going on with his legs. <laughs> he's fucking limp. This is fucking chaos. He's, like, he's fucking <laughs> limp. Why is he doing this? I don't know what he's doing. He's, he's been snoring the whole time and been fucking limping him around like a wet noodle. Like he's fine, right? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> That's fucking spooky.